Welcome to Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Land. God has a real purpose for each of us here in this life. It begins first with an intentional desire to have a relationship with Jesus Christ who wants you to connect with Him. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose. Well, good morning. This is Pastor Bob Lands, and I have with me today Nancy from Restoration Community Church, and she is going to share her testimony, a little bit about what God is doing in her life, uh, the ministries that she's leading, prison, going to talk about her spiritual formation, maybe some discipleship, but I'm so excited that uh, she's here to share with us today. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce Nancy to you. Nancy, take it away. Well, thankful that I have the opportunity to be with you here today. It's a privilege and an honor, and I'm excited to share my testimony because I wouldn't have one if God hadn't given me a testimony. So it's always a good day when you get to talk about God and what He has done in my life because um, He is a miracle-working God. Amen. And uh, so I've... uh, been on this journey of following Jesus uh, since 1995. Well, why don't we start with prayer? I'll let oh, you go prayer? ahead and do a prayer. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yes. So excited. It's just like the other day I sat down and you started <laughs> eating. I'm like, Dive oops, in. It. Yeah, Oop. amen. Yep. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and uh, lean in and I'll close. Okay. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful to be here, to have the ability to talk about you and to, to share into the the whole world literally through technology what a blessing that is um that your word your truth can go out into all the world and we just um ask you to guard our words today um what i say that it would bring you glory and honor and that it would lift up the name of jesus uh, so that he might draw people to him and father i'm also thankful for this day, this precious day that you've given to us, Lord. Father, mm-hmm. every day, a new day to serve you, Lord, yes. uh, to see that uh, the, the miracles around us, uh, from the sunrise, Father God, to the sunsets, Lord. I think about our children. I think about every single day. I think how important it is to stop and smell the roses, Lord, mm-hmm. and how we need to do that, Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. You are you are around us, God. Your word tells us that uh, we're, we just can't escape you, Lord. Um, nobody's going to mm-hmm. snatch us out of your hands, Father, unless we choose to allow it to happen, God. And I'm so excited, Lord, that uh, we have a, a place in your plan, God. And for those mm-hmm. who choose, Lord, uh, I always think about that. Uh, the maximum we give, Lord, will always determine the minimum we get back, Lord. So that is, those who are listening in, Father God, they get to hear uh, what you're doing in the life of Nancy, Father God. I hope it just sparks some excitement, Father God. Maybe they're hanging on a fence. Maybe they haven't decided yet, Lord. But I hope by the time this podcast is open, Lord, that they would be so excited that they would turn their lives over to Jesus Christ. And Lord, that you want 100%, not 99%, mm-hmm. but you want 100%. And God, what an adventure it is to live this life serving you. And we give you the praise, and we give you the glory in your precious and holy name, in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So again, I'm going to turn it over to Nancy, and she's going to share. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about your testimony? What got, maybe uh, whatever you want, whatever you want to share. Uh, I know, but it's exciting because I think about uh, whoever's on that other end today, that mm-hmm. your testimony, and I think that's mm-hmm. one of the greatest tools that we have is that testimony Amen. that that person may be listening and say, you know what? I need to do this. I need mm-hmm. to give my life over to Jesus Christ. I want to live that adventure. Mm-hmm. And how exciting it is. I mean, yeah. uh, giving your life to Christ is not boring. 
Amen. people choose to make it boring. <laughs> and I don't, I, right. I just don't get that. So nope. uh, I'll turn it over to Nancy. All righty. Well, like I said, I, I'm very thankful for the opportunity uh, to talk about what God did in my life. And uh, it, when I was about 36, then God just intervened in my life in a big way. I mean, I, I had um, times in my life prior to that where I, I felt drawn to the Lord and I'd taken steps of faith toward him but I, I did not have the full understanding of the gospel um, and I went through a, a, a period of spiritual wandering where I was I was seeking God on my own terms I was seeking a God it did not really exist it was the God of my own making and the day that God revealed himself as a holy God to me and I understood Wow, all this stuff that I'd been trying to do to save myself, to to take care of my sin problem. I didn't have any trouble believing that I was a sinner. It, it was just that I felt that I should be sorry for my sin and that should take care of the problem. And then I'm not responsible for Jesus' death. But the fact of the matter is, no matter what we do to take sin out of our lives, we cannot do it. We're just, it's in our uh our, we have a sin nature that we are born with and only turning to Christ and um, allowing him to uh, be the sacrifice, the propitiation for our sins and trusting in him and following him with our lives is that's when true transformation began in my life. And it went from being just about what I did to who I was because I was a new creature in Christ and um, I had a difficulty though moving past a lot of junk in my life a lot of uh, old sin habits and I can't say enough about discipleship because I you know I knew that's what I needed but I had no one to turn to for discipleship I didn't know how much I needed it really but uh, you know God taught me along the way brought people into my life and I have the desire to do right but as as Paul said I cannot carry it out and and so I had um, things in my life that were literally chaining me to my past and um, in 2011, uh, we made a move to Cape Girardeau, and I began the Celebrate Recovery program. And God began to just untangle my life and all my mess. Amen. And uh, I began to get free in um, many areas of my life and... It's it's a it's a journey. Uh, we call it the road to recovery because it's it's a daily walk. It's uh, one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it's two steps forward and one step back. But any progress is good. <laughs> and, and I just want to make sure the Claire's are listening. And so 
you know, as you were sharing that, you know, you had stuff going on in your life, uh, you know, uh, sin and all this stuff. Because these people, you know, when I'm thinking about what I'm hearing, uh, there's somebody out there hearing and going, well, uh, that's where I'm at. But also about the road to recovery. It's not always uh, alcohol. It's not always drugs. Uh, right. We know celebrate recovery, hurt, hang up, and habits. Mm-hmm. And welcome to the human race because everybody's <laughs> got a hurt, a hang up, or habit. That's the truth. So, <laughs> you know, I just want people to hear, they're listening, that, you know, because that's the first thing I think I hear so often. Well, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't have a drinking problem. I don't do mm-hmm. drugs. And that's not what you're talking about. Now, exactly. there are people that have those addictions, but this isn't always the case for everybody. So mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that they hear that. Right. And and those um, are ad- addictions are just symptoms of the underlying problem of sin. And, you know, it's expressed in different ways. And it wasn't that I didn't have an addiction. I did. And, and uh, it was something that I struggled with for a long time and, and a lot of shame. And, you know, God has delivered me from that through uh, just working the program, putting my trust in him, you know, committing all of my life and in, in, uh, will to Christ's care and control. Uh, so I, I just, I feel like this journey that God brought me on to, to uh, show me himself, but also show me myself and in my struggles to, to help me with my uh, personal character defects and and all of those things as I progress in that and move forward um, and and especially in celebrate recovery there's this the step study where we work through the steps and the principles of celebrate recovery and when I reach that that final um, step of uh, you know giving back and that was at the point at which I just, out of thankfulness for everything God had done for me, I just took a step of faith to begin um, and be involved with missions. Yeah. And so um, my first uh, mission trip was to Belarus, followed pretty closely by a trip to uh, Kenya and Uganda. Now, where, where's Belarus for the people that uh, don't know? Glad you asked, because <laughs> most people don't. I didn't until no. you told me, so I'm right. sure they don't know too. Right, it's a little bit more in the news these days because of the craziness yeah. that was going on. But it is um, between Poland and Russia, north of Ukraine, south of Lithuania and Latvia. So um, it's it's a very interesting location. It's Eastern Europe, but it's it you know longs to be connected <laughs> more to western europe and but i it it was a fantastic experience to to go to belarus and to africa and i i did that uh, i i mean god led me to go both places but i realized when uh you know in assessing that my heart was <laughs> captured by belarus um, and the people there, and I just have dear friends there that I just pray someday I get the opportunity to go back and visit. But this was really a, a part of my spiritual formation, yeah. um, stepping out in faith. Um, and God did amazing things in each, uh, you know, in each trip. And we don't have to go 
to the other side of the world for God to work in us. But when we take those steps of faith, we're opening ourselves up for God to work in us and and to do um, something wonderful through us, in us, with us. And and so um, when I began to get freedom to take those steps, and uh, it was like, and it just kept coming, and it just kept moving forward. And, and there was definitely times when I got stuck in my recovery. Um, one of my big issues uh, when, as going into it was depression with suicidal thoughts. And it's like, wow, I had such a great life on the surface. I've got a husband. I have eight children. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, good church family. Uh, you know, no horrible things in my life. But I had a lot of... Um, unforgiveness in my life I had a lot of pain of broken relationships um, just uh, things that uh, together just put me in a place of of being depressed and so when I began to um, look to God to help me with that, uh, it was a helpless feeling to be in pain and and to just somehow want to escape the pain. Um, I drew closer to God. God drew me closer to Him, and I'm I'm beginning to understand even more every day that the the things that I struggle with because of the lies that I was believing, um, and I'm really excited about uh, a study that we're going to do um, with our connect group called the lies women believe and the truth that sets them free and that was a big part of my recovery was hearing and understanding and embracing God's truth because I was a person that depended a lot on feelings and how I felt and You know, if I felt something strong enough, then it must be true. But nothing could be further from the truth because our feelings are so deceptive. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an emotional person. I'm a musician. I'm and everything. But, um, you know, God revealed to me that we we base our lives on His truth, not our feelings, because our feelings will lead us astray. Um, You know. Even when we, we just feel like we're on the right track, we could be just way off base, which, you know, was true for me. So, and I think that's one of the things about discipleship that I realized early on in my own walk, um, and feel extremely blessed that mm-hmm. my path started with Christ with discipleship, yeah. and it was right off the bat. So I was put on I would call a pretty solid ground to be able to do this. But I also realize that that's one of the first things Mike Rogers, who discipled me, said. Uh, it's not about feelings because that's mm-hmm. not going to sustain us. Exactly mm-hmm. like you said. Um, how many times our emotions go up and they go down? And I see yep. this to be a problem. Emotions, right? Emotions uh, allow us to, to be deceived. Uh, misconceptions, lies, just mm-hmm. like you said about teaching. You're going to have this connect group. So I just want to make sure that as people are listening to this, that uh, if, if you're an emotional person, you're trying to hang on the emotions, but you don't know the word. Get into discipleship. Go talk to your pastor. Find someone. I promise you there's a discipleship program out there. Or you can Mm -hmm. call here. Call call the 573. 
573-212-4100. That's 573-212-4100. We will find you a church, even if you don't live here in our area of Scott City, Missouri, or Cape Girardeau. We'll find that place for you. But uh, I just wanted to make sure to hang on that for a second mm-hmm. because it's so important to hear that and, uh, and, and how your life went from your testimony and into Belarus and to other places. And uh, hopefully people are already getting excited thinking, wow, look at this. And, and you weren't perfect. And how many people do we know that either will talk about their perfect life growing up in the church and they've done all these things. But God does the qualifying, right? We hear that so often. And he's not looking for right. perfection. He's Amen. just looking for our hearts, right? <laughs> and he That's can use so us. true. Amen. That is so true. Um, and speaking of perfection, that's one of my struggles is perfectionism. And it's, uh, it's something I still battle with. But it's, um, you know, we have uh, this sense that there is a standard that we need to live up to. But the only one who could live up to that standard was Jesus himself. Amen. And so that's why we need the Holy Spirit living in us to enable us to do what God wants us to do. So, how, do, so how, do you, how did you learn, how did you unlearn, uh, uh, or, or you're still unlearning this, this tendency of, I gotta have, it's got to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and, and where do you think that comes from? Well, I think... <clears throat> You know, we're we're sometimes product of, of our environment to some degree. Yeah. You know, does not trump God's um, power. But you know, I grew up in a household uh, with a mom who was uh, the child of an an alcoholic, adult child of an alcoholic, I guess you'd say. And uh, you know, she had this sense of in herself trying to be perfect. And you know, I I honestly believed as an adult for a long time that my mother had never sinned mm. and you say wow how, I mean yeah. looking back and how could I really believe that because she was so she always had to be right and I'm not dissing my mom I'm just saying right, right. that's who she was yeah. and you know I had to uh, separate me from her and uh, take responsibility my own junk and you know once I began to do that not blame anybody for stuff that I've uh, you know in my past and all of that stuff then I begin to get free from you know the restraints of that that perfectionist oh I can't you know mess up Uh, and and here is a big big thing and I actually shared this yesterday at at prison within our uh, fellowship time with the girls that you know, I I had a hard time forgiving myself for my personal moral failure because uh, that perfectionism to, to feel like, you know, I was always, oh, I'm, you know, never want to sin again. You know, okay, from this day forward, I'm never going to sin again. Oh, if only that were true, <laughs> that we could do that. But we're, we're, we're freed from the power of sin, um, the penalty of sin, but not from the presence of sin. Yeah, there's a little scene. You just remind me as I was watching. I just love watching the Chosen. You know, the whole series on the Chosen. And there's a scene where Mary returns, and she's in the in the in the tent or whatever, and she's standing before Jesus, mm-hmm. and, and and Jesus says, "Look up at me," and she says, "I can't," <laughs> and Jesus yeah. says, "Like, you know." And then finally, when she does, she says, "I just don't feel worthy. I can't live up to this," and then mm-hmm. Jesus, I think he's, I think I'm paraphrasing, but I think he looks at her and he says. 
what did you think? Did you think you were never going to sin again? Did you think? <laughs> and then he says, I just want your heart. Mm. Would you give us mm-hmm. your heart? Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that goes back to exactly what you're saying, it's because at, at that point, you know, there's always those, I call them the divine pivotal moments. There's divine moments mm. when, like, or the aha moments, when yeah. you, what I'm hearing is that you went from uh, really s- the lie, right? You bl- the lie mm. that you created believing, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody came to you and told you. That's you right. just believe that's like, like that's all of right. us do, right? And it had to be the power of God that, that, that comes in and, and, and it just brings that great clarity to our lives. And yes. all of a sudden now we see the truth, right? The truth will set us free. Amen. So, um, yeah, it's, it's wow. That's powerful. Just remind me of that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that because I that I mean that is such a beautiful picture of, yeah. you know, God's love for us, and he, He's not. Uh, I, I I struggle to to realize that He's not against me. No. He's for me. That's he's right. rooting for me, and I, I had to get past my idea of God as being up just you know, looking for an opportunity just to nail me for, oh, I caught yeah, you. Yeah. And th- nothing could be further from the truth. You know, God convicts us of our sin. His Amen. The kindness of God leads us to repentance. Yes. What a beautiful thought that is that, that he wants us to repent so that he can have that fellowship with us. And, and we're running away from, we're hiding from him. We're hiding from ourselves, you know. With, you know, God just says, come to me. Yep. Come to me. Yep. You know, cast all your cares on me. Um, so I, you know, this this journey to learn these things, it's, it's, it's been through the scripture that God has taught me so much. And I am so thankful for the discipleship program because that lays out the the truth about who God is and um, really signals us when we're uh, following a lie Amen. you know the, the something that's that's taken us off off track and gets us back on track with him and that's what a daily uh, walk with God at daily time of just connecting with God yeah. uh, transforms our life. His word is transformative. It allows his light to come in and change us. He gives us a standard to measure our lives against. Um, so that's that's uh, discipleship, powerful. Uh, I want to just talk a little bit about the prison ministry. Yeah. Well, on, on discipleship, okay. I guess why, Ron, uh, okay. anyway, before we transition, but right. I remind people, it's biblical. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, yes. the Great Commission. And yes. yet I find so many churches and people, first thing I ask them is, how's your discipleship? I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Or a church, even pastors telling me, uh, I don't know what it is and we don't have it. And uh, what is it? And then we have other people telling me, well, yeah, we have it. We give a book in six weeks. They're done. They're, mm-hmm. And yet it took Jesus three years with his disciples and it's an ongoing process. We know mm-hmm. we talk about this progressive walk of sanctification that we're regenerate. Like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm a new creation. Mm-hmm. But when you're new creation, that means God is it's, it's like an it's like an open uh, uh, canvas. And God's mm-hmm. doing all the painting of this new masterpieces mm-hmm. that we are. And he's filling in the blanks. Right. It's like mm-hmm. a, not just a numbers thing, but uh, that. So I, this is the way I see it. And so I'm trying to tell people when you go in for discipleship that 
God is filling in and, and it's through revelation through going deep into the scriptures and and mm. I talk about hermeneutics and the exegesis and pulling this out. It's mm. more than being a top feeder of the Bible and discipleship yeah. will give you that. But, and not only that, mm. but it, it's a one, you know, discipleship, I believe, is meant to be one to one discipleship. And what mm -hmm. does that mean? You develop a, a close, intimate relationship with the disciple, women, disciple, women, and men, disciple, men. Mm -hmm. And you develop a lifetime relationship with that person, disciples. And I love the scripture that talks about uh, I'm never going to be greater than my teacher, Mike Rogers. Uh you know, he'll look at me and say, Bob, you you far out, you know, exceeded me with school and where you're at. But I said, but you know what, Mike, you will always be my discipler. I will never mm -hmm. be greater than you are because yeah. you gave me my foundation. So mm -hmm. I just want people to hear uh, this part of it's biblical. It's, there's no gray area. Mm -hmm. Go get discipled. If you're praying about it, go do it. If you don't know about it, go ask. Give us a call. Five, seven, three, two, one, two, forty one hundred. Myself or Nancy, we will call you back. I promise you go get discipled matthew 28 18 to 20 it's biblical there mm -hmm. you go so i know you want to talk about the prison ministries which was exciting when you walked in here and i started hearing your heart and let me tell you when nancy came in here it was so exciting as a pastor when you see people coming in wanting to serve feeling god tugging at their heart and then seeing it actually come to fruition and that's what you're doing you're going down to this prison and so yeah why don't you share what's going on what's god doing down there all right well i'm gonna i'm gonna go back just to a, sure. a second here because you were talking about your discipler and that accountability that's yeah. so important Amen. i that's what i ended up with in celebrate recovery because there's stuff that we can't get free of until we're asking people a community of people to hold us accountable and, and sometimes that's really hard yeah. sharing what it is that we need to be held accountable for but it makes a difference. And this is what's exciting about going into the prison. Um, it's not going in uh, based on my spiritual superiority. It is going based on I'm obedient to what God commands us to do in the world, which is to visit those in prison. Yeah. Number one, why do people in prison need to be visited? To make them feel bad for what they've done? No, to let them know that God loves him, Amen. that he sees them. I'm going to get emotional, but I'm going to try not to <laughs> cry That's on your okay. mic. There but you but the awesome thing is, is that God sees us at our lowest point in our life, at our most shameful point, and he loves us. Yes, He's also a God of second chances. Like your example with Mary, you know, even believers can end up in prison. Right. We we have gals that they came in with their own Bible. They came in with knowledge of the word. But you know what? We're all capable of falling. Um, and we need God to help us um, with that walk. We also need fellowship. And that's what we really want to offer to the gals in prison is is the the uh, to hear the good news about Jesus to begin a relationship with Him if they've never had that opportunity, or to maybe um, grow in in their spiritual walk. But we we have the privilege of taking them in Bibles and uh, this awesome uh, devotional called Meditations and Prayers for Men and Women in Prison by James C. Vogelzang. Um, it has a foreword by Charles Colson, who was 
uh, the founder of Prison Fellowship right. Ministry, which is incredible what they have done for prisoners and their families. So, so what is a typical, what does your typical day look like when you, from the time you leave and you guys, head, ladies, head down there? What if, if you're going to just give a timeline, a mm-hmm. little story? What does that look like from the time you leave, you get into the parking lot? What does that look mm-hmm. like? Well, I'd like to say that we pray the whole way down and we're very <laughs> spiritual in our discussion, but you know, so we're we're That's just right. we're just enjoying our our time together. We're it takes us almost a half an hour to get down there and um but we're excited about what we get to do. It, and and it's not always uh the door is not always open because we they may have like one week we went, there was an active COVID case, so we couldn't go in. Mm-hmm. Or they may be bringing in a new prisoner, and so we can't go in. But we don't, you know, get bent out of shape. We just say, hey, yeah. this is our our day to just pray for the staff, to pray for the for the prisoners. Um, and the uh, so when we, we get down there if we get a chance to go in we we wait for somebody to uh open the door and let us in and and uh girls shut the tv off and we gather around the the big table and bench benches welded to the floor yeah of course (laughs) it's prison yep and uh so uh, you know when we started off there you know there was a uh, a pretty good crowd and uh, I'll tell you I, I got to back up a little bit and just talk about how we really got s- start on the journey um, I knew someone from Celebrate Recovery who was doing the men's ministry down in uh, the Charleston prison and he said boy we've got a women's pod down there and there's no women to go to it well I've God has tugged at my heart for a number of years since the first time I think that I set foot in a in a prison as a as part of a uh, uh, music ministry team to to do music and and share the word God just put a, a place in my heart nice. for people in prison and uh, it was just a matter of God's timing and preparation for me to get to the point of where I was ready to be useful to him and you know the door was open and I talked to my um, fellowship group at, at, at church shared with you guys yes, this this desire that I had that uh, asked you guys to pray with me about this if, if this was God's timing and what he wanted me to, to step forward into and God opened that door wide in a number of ways. Uh, Two ladies who had been previously in in jail ministry serving up at at the Cape County prison, which was no longer open to visitors, showed up uh, just sort of out of the blue uh, and contacted the, the head of the men's ministry and wanted to start going to Charleston. So we met with them. Got to know them, like, oh, these are awesome gals. And uh, Karen, uh, who was, she has the training, the the ministry background, uh, missions background, 
uh, and the know-how to talk to people yeah. and how to how to interact wisely yeah. and in a healthy way. And she really trained us up to to do this. And uh, I was just thinking about it this morning with the, with this group of people, just our group that that comes on Thursday. We have six different churches represented. Wow, it's powerful. It wow. is. It's it's that's uh, awesome. It's a a body of Christ thing. Amen. That we're working together to bring God's word to people who are in a deep dark place in their lives, yeah. and it you know it's such a privilege and such an honor to to have this opportunity. And in God just continues to pro provide. We're we're trying to work with them, uh, step study type material to celebrate recovery program along with uh, other materials that that work in really well just leading them through scripture and helping them understand um, the, the, how to get rid of some of the baggage of the past that and the sad thing is you're, you're looking at, at some of these women and you're saying they're either going to prison or they're going back into the environment uh, and I mean by that I mean state prison for a longer period yeah. and or they're going back into the environment that they came out of. Wow. It could be an abusive relationship. So many of these women have little kids at home. Some of them have older kids. It's heartbreaking that they realize that they they messed up. Maybe they helped their boyfriend or something sell drugs or you know they were enabling right. someone else or they could have it could have been their own um you know drug addiction or whatever it was that that the reason that they ended up they're going back into that same environment but our prayer is that god would prepare them to go back in and uh that any uh, any person that we can connect with that can meet them when they go back into their into their environment that can connect them to help groups like celebrate recovery or i mean maybe a women's shelter or a, a halfway house or some way for them to continue in a healthy environment you know that that is our prayer we may not have that opportunity but we can we know their name yeah. And we know their faces, and we can pray for them. Amen. You know, one thing you said that was really important. I just, I just keep thinking about, is proactive. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a guy that always thinks about being proactive, and the reason why we got to get out and share the gospel. Now, I'm not saying that sharing the gospel is going to keep 100% of people out of prison, but it's more than just sharing it. It's actually mm -hmm. follow up. It's mm -hmm. taking a new baby, you know, that newborn baby Christian. You know, nobody, like Sandy will say so often, nobody puts a baby on the curb and says, mm -hmm. feed yourself. Mm -hmm. So what we got to do is get out of the, just celebrating on a Sunday because somebody's turned their life over to Christ. Mm -hmm. But we got to jump on this and say, okay, after baptism, we're going to get him assimilated. We're going to get him into discipleship. But somebody's got to walk alongside that baby mm -hmm. Christian. Yes. And I'm saying, you know, because it, even sharing the gospel, uh, when I think about hurts, hangups, I think about habits, I think about codependency, I think about mm -hmm. all these things. Um, when I served on the Battalion Review Board down in Maricopa County, uh, over a thousand women lost their lives. They ended up with men mm. that they sh that that was just destruction. I remember one mm. day a detective said uh, uh, that she was destined to die, 
when she first met this man because mm. of the history he had, but wow. because no healthy boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, being re-victimized over mm. and over, mm. uh, sometimes in and out of jail, yeah. um, this is the best they thought they had. So yeah. as you were sharing, uh, you know, what you want to accomplish and what God is doing in the lives of these women. I also think that what could we do to be proactive before in, in our churches? Yes. It's got to be more than coming in on a Sunday and, and celebrating and saying, well, this is wonderful or mm-hmm. expecting that person to walk in to be perfect. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And, and it goes back to even in the beginning of the program, you talked about shame. How many people, uh, men and women, will be in churches? They're just guilty and they're full of shame and don't mm-hmm. want to share that they got mm-hmm. these problems going on. That's right. So, uh, they, you know, you could have a hundred people in here clapping their hands, jumping up and down, mm-hmm. and lives being turned upside down, maybe hanging in the balance, getting ready to end up going to jail because mm-hmm. of shame or something mm-hmm. that they did. So we got to do a better job for the kingdom and be, uh, you know, if we're going to sow into people's lives, it's going to take time, it's going to take more effort and more dedication. So yeah. I just wanted to share that as I was thinking about, you know, uh, because we have a habit of being more reactive, and the reactive part is now we got to go fix something instead mm-hmm. of the proactives how do we get ahead of this when we know yes. there's lives out there being destroyed through relationships and they got to be told the truth and the truth mm-hmm. will set us free right so i just thought about amen. that amen powerful yeah and, and 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 we could you know we'll have you back and talk about this you know maybe that end of it so tell us about the uh, the lies women believe tell about your your connect group yeah, yeah. um i'm excited about that the uh, uh, it was just one of those things that I was ordering something else and I I saw this book and it was like wow that sounds like a really good book uh, something I need to he- to to hear and yeah. I thought you know this would be good training for me to to learn this stuff and and have things to share with the women in prison you know yeah. ha- have some extra. Sure knowledge well i'm i'm thinking that you know this this what happens when you uh, sometimes when people come to celebrate recovery meeting for the first time they say you come for somebody else you yes know. oh i came for my spouse or my daughter or my son or whatever right. but you're there for yourself <laughs> you find that out eventually yes so you know i'm excited about doing this study because it's for me <laughs> but I'm so glad that I get to do it with other women. Sure. And I'm, I'm excited about it because when we start to get free in our lives for things that have controlled us for years and years, our perspective of, on life changes yeah. so much. And we become able to be a healthy person with the people in our lives. We begin to be able to... Uh, speak life and truth into people's lives yeah. in, instead of just having these codependent things and these, you know, tit for tat and and all of this stuff that we get caught up in. And, you know, Celebrate Recovery, that's one of the goals is to have health, new healthy relationships with people who are in recovery. You know, and not everybody's in recovery, but we can still be healthy regardless of what someone else does you know we're responsible as sandy says you know for our own side of the street we clean up the our garbage i'm the only person that i can work on amen (laughs) i can't fix anybody else i can't even fix myself (laughs) but i can turn myself over to god and i can uh take 
take these steps to to work on issues and and sometimes it takes we got to slow our lives down to the point of where we begin to examine okay what's going on you know why am i always having this problem or why is i you know where what's all this insanity going on in my life you know insanity of course is doing the same thing over and over again uh expecting a different result <laughs> yeah, you know right, I, right. i'd probably say that quite right but the but the, that's Close the enough. idea that's we right. end up just going in circles we yes. keep going back to the same place we were right. not getting any farther because we're chained to something yep. and in those lies that we we hear it we mull it over we believe it and then we act on it yeah. and and it it's exactly what the <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the book starts off with uh, the story of Eve, and and being deceived wow. <laughs> by that by that serpent. You know, it just seemed like such a good idea yeah. at the time. But uh, yeah, that's that's the problem is is that we are able to be deceived because Satan is you know he's he's a student of human nature. Yeah, and he it's and, and, and we are we're self driven. For that desire, the apple looked good, and and mm-hmm. Satan knew exactly what part of the armor to to, to attack. Right, um, you know that little part that it looks good, and then you know I I, I keep thinking we're that thirty day cycle. Everything is good for thirty days, and then I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta have that new thing. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're never satisfied, yeah. and uh, so it really makes sense. Well, um, we're gonna go ahead and have to wrap it up for this one. But why don't you share? What do you want to share with the listeners in there, especially the women that might be listening in? What would you want to say to them? Because I could tell you, uh, as I listen to your testimony, and and there's so much more part of your life that that we can get on the next episode. But just mm-hmm. to hear where you came from and look what God is doing with your life mm-hmm. and submission, right? Obedience. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to hear a couple words. Submit to what? I got to be obedient. Uh, the word accountability. Oh Lord, uh, now I got to be account. Who do I want to be accountable to? Um, mm-hmm. uh, don't tell me I'm, I'm, you know, whatever age, I'm not a child no more, but, uh, but people struggle with these things, mm-hmm. right? A- absolutely. So what do you want to share with that? What do you want to share with the listeners out there? What would you tell the women? What do you want to say to the men that are listening? Believe that God is truly good and truly loving and truly wants the best for us and that he's trustworthy uh i struggled with trust myself and and i just had moments in my life where i was like i know what you want me to do but i i don't want to do it but i'm willing to pray that you would help me want to want to want <laughs> to do Amen. your will because his will is best for us yes. it doesn't feel best necessarily but what we receive on the other side of that going through that uh, i just don't want to give up my own will on the other side of that is yeah. true freedom amen i think about you know uh, as a child i can remember uh, you know, when you're, you're stretching, your bones are stretching, and how much that hurt. I remember my mom coming in, putting alcohol on my legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, my legs hurt so bad, I can remember, well, you're going through the cult- growing pains. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, you know what? I, I'm glad because I didn't want to stay three <laughs> feet tall. You know, it, like you said, it's better on the other end of those yep. stretching and whatever God mm-hmm. is, And God will stretch us yep. if we allow him and we trust him and mm-hmm. we're willing to go through this. There's so much greater 
it's such a greater adventure on the other side. And it does give us an opportunity to have healthy boundaries and see, uh, uh, to make better choices, you know? Mm -hmm. So, well, why don't we go ahead and uh, close out in prayer? And I want to thank Nancy again for today's episode. And we will have her back. And we're going to share some more. I want to hear what's going to go on in uh, the Women's Connect group that she's having, the uh, Lies Women Believe. So, Nancy, who would they, who do you want them to call? Is there an email they can, they want to join this group for those that are local? What would you want them to do? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> well, they can call the church number. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five seven three two one two forty one hundred. Again, it's five seven three two one two forty one hundred. Um, and it, actually, you could email here. Uh, I, w- I will get post that on so we can get that email to Nancy because uh, we don't want to give out personal emails right now, but we will get that email on the site of the podcast. So uh, I just want to thank everybody listening again. You know, real purpose because of the uh, whole purpose of this is how do you discover your passion and purpose and when it collides with Jesus Christ um, that you get to be part of this amazing adventure, this amazing plan. And I'm hoping that through this and bringing guests on that you will be able to maybe discover what your purpose and passion is in Christ's plan. So uh, Mm -hmm. if you want to go ahead and close out in prayer, Nancy, or any last thoughts, that'd be great. Right. I just want to thank you, Father, for the time that we've had to um, just to be together in your presence as a as a community of of listeners and as as we're sharing our our hearts and lives uh together in 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 the body of christ and with with those who are are hearing and and wondering about whether it's really worth it and god you know each person it was not a chance uh meeting uh, anybody that hears this you can know that God was in it <laughs> it was an appointment mm-hmm. and thank you God for all of the, the appointments that you've uh, made for me in my life that I've needed and to bring me to the place that I am now yes. yeah, and we just want to remind everybody that hey if you haven't given your life over to Jesus Christ it, it doesn't take much you can, all you do is just raise your heart raise your hands up and ask God to say I need you I love you I turn my life completely over to you take lordship over my life save Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. and if you have given your life over to Christ if you've just said that prayer just give us a call 573-212-4100 I would love to have this conversation with you again Mm -hmm. don't hesitate everybody Mm -hmm. thinks they have tomorrow everything everybody Mm -hmm. thinks they have an hour from now there's no guarantee Mm -hmm. give your life over to Christ Live the adventure of a lifetime. Find your purpose Mm -hmm. and your passion in Christ's plan. It's an adventure. So we want to thank you for listening in, and uh, we'll be back next week. Have a blessed day, everyone, and never forget just how much Jesus loves you. We appreciate you listening today and pray that you will join us next week for Real Purpose with Pastor Bob Lenz.